Hey neighbors, it's Deanna, and today I'm going to be sharing a story I like to call Your Beacon of Hope. Welcome to the good all around us. Hello, Deanna. Hi, Chris. What a week. It's been a great week. So much, so many fun things. So much, so much outdoor time. A lot of outdoor time. Good stuff. It is perfect weather in St. Louis and has been for... Oh my gosh. What? I need to find some wood. Knock, 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 knock. Knock, knock. on wood. If the weather was this good all the time, we couldn't afford to live here. <laughs> that is true. Because everybody would want to live here. 75, yeah. no humidity. I've been working on the deck a lot this week. Like, Not working on the deck. No, Working as in sitting on the deck working. Yes. Yes. Sitting out. Sitting out. But I mean, we've had a whole week of out because we had Aria with us last weekend mm-hmm. and got to uh, visit with, uh, what do we call them? Poppy and... Gammy. Gammy. Poppy, Poppy and, and Gammy. Gammy. Which <laughs> Poppy does not like being called Poppy. <laughs> and Gammy was just like, whatever. Yeah, she doesn't um, care. So that was fun. We were at Innsbruck mm-hmm. at a little A-frame that they rented. It was super cute. Super cute. We were going to go hike, but the ticks were abundantly clear. Well, and leave it to Coco. We do. We did take several walks on the road. Yeah. And she, of Still. course, Aria was walking her too. Yeah. So got to give that the credit that's due. And Coco just like veered, kept veering into the tall grass. Yeah. I We have a... We have a philosophy that Coco really feels sorry for the ticks and wants to give them a ride. Get on the bus. Yeah, let's go. You need transportation. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the body for I'm, it. I'm the mode. <laughs> so the tick magnet that she is did get some ticks. But other than that, I mean, it's a really cool place. Yeah, I mean, they got fun. the lakes down there, the golf course. They have a Starbucks. They have a Starbucks. <laughs> um I did not partake in Starbucks. Thank you. Cute little playground. We yeah, had a fantastic a time. That was a good time. And then uh, this week has been also a flurry of activity around the house. I know. You've been quite productive. I planted plants. You did. You got your fingers Neighbors, dirty. you need to write this down because that is not <laughs> something I enjoy doing. Well, and while I was mowing the lawn, which I love to do, right. Chris was planting three plants I've mowed my front lawn and Nina's front lawn about an hour and a half. And that's how long it took you to plant three plants. No, it didn't. Because I didn't come out there (laughs) until you were done with our lawn. No, it didn't. Nice try. He's offended. Nice try. I have a post hole digger. It didn't take me any time at all. That's right. But uh, what are those plants? I have no idea. Do you have any idea? I don't know either. We've been looking for lilac plants, lilac bushes everywhere. Uh, The lilac people are proud, proud, proud. (laughs) They are. Uh, because of the way they price them, the they're ridiculous. Inflation has hit the the plant so market. So I know friends. I I missed I I missed my calling. I should go into the lilac business. <laughs> I think we should take some seeds off of yes. our lilac bush and then use oh. that to grow little lilac bushes for the other side. Well, there we Let's go. Let's do it. I think we're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then I cleaned the garage. I did so many manly things this week. Really? Very manly. Really? Manly. We're getting gender specific with our tasks? Well, I, well, you know, you never hear about dudes not cleaning their garage. (laughs) I could clean a good garage. I never said you couldn't. But it's not my stuff. But it's my stuff. Yeah, I don't want to touch your stuff. So keep your paws off my stuff. No, it's not gender specific. Don't throw me under the gender bus. I'm just saying I was doing manly stuff. You are doing right? manly stuff. I can see the swinging hammers I can and smell you doing it too. Digging holes and <laughs> cleaning. There were a lot of spiders. You wouldn't have liked it. Oh, I could still do it though. Yeah, anything well, you can do, I, I can, can do. do better. I can do anything better than you. No, you can't. Yes, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, it was, it was a good week. We had stuff a great done. week. Yep. And now we get Memorial Day weekend. We do. To honor our fallen veterans, yes. our fallen soldiers who Thank have you. protected us. And uh, we're going to spend more time outside. So we it's just a, it's an all-around fabulous outside time of the year. I love it. Get outside, friends. Get out. Do not get ticks. No, I mean it. Get out. Turn this off and go outside. <laughs>
Take it with you. Go do it. Put your headphones in. Yes, that's yeah, a great idea. You because go. you can take the good with you everywhere you go. <gasps> you you can. really can. Thegoodallaroundus.com. <laughs> Shameless plug. Do it. I love it. Uh, you know what else we should do? Get started. Yes, because I'm excited to hear your story. Oh, my goodness. I am really going to try hard to get through this story. Oh, is this a tearjerker? Oh, I foreshadowing. Don't... Well, oh. <sighs> Foreshadowing. She was able to get through it without crying, so I am going to try as well. Okay. Well, all the candles are lit, and it's brought the ambient room temperature in our (laughs) happy place up 30 degrees. It has. My gosh. It looks like a a Liberace concert in here. (laughs) All right. We're going to do this. Let's do it. Well, welcome, 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 neighbors, to the good all around us. I'm Chris Lay. And I'm Deanna Lay. And it's our joy, our mission to... Happy up your life. And this is the way I'm going to talk for the rest of the... No. Uh... Before we get to Deanna's fabulous, apparently tearjerker of a story. I don't think it's a tearjerker. Oh. I am passionate about the subject, though. Oh, okay. Just you wait. Okay. There's soapbox to be had. Uh-oh. Uh, I got a few things to share with you. Uh, <laughs> first, we're recording this in our home. Uh, the dogs are fabulously comfortable. They it is so are. cute. I. So this is how smart Sandy is, neighbors. Uh, we grabbed the snack rolls and I said, go to the podcast room. And she ran right into the podcast mm-hmm. room. We need to teach her the happy place. Yeah, we need to teach her the happy But mm-hmm. But Coco was like, derp. <laughs> she What's just that? Sandy. No, she didn't. She stopped oh, in the hallway oh, and was really? like, give me the snack roll. She had no idea what was going on. Uh, Second, uh, we are storytellers. Do you think she knows it's Friday afternoon and that's when we record podcasts? No, I just think she knows English. Okay. She's an English speaking dog. <laughs> I tried German. She didn't get it. Nope, nope. nope. Uh, The stories we share each week are researched thoroughly. Mm -hmm. We do this using the... Interwebs. And try to use numerous sources so that we can bring you the best details each and every time. Nice. Next, we do not get on a soapbox ever here at the... Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, Uh, just you wait. You'll be on the soapbox with me, friend. Oh, I'm excited. Then we compile that research into stories told in our own words to share with each other and, of course, all of you. Mm -hmm. Today... As we've said, Deanna is the hostess with the mostest. That's me. And I'm hearing the story for the first time ever, yep. just like you. For sure. If some of the things in the story are omitted or incorrect, or if some of the details from the background are off, or maybe we say something off the cuff that isn't quite right, for mm, that we apologize. We do indeed. We do our very best to be as precise as possible. Please don't email us or give us a bad review. We want to bring you the, the finest, finest stories from around the globe. And with all that being bah. said, let's do this. Let's do it. it is time to happy up your life. Take it away, Deanna Lay. Thank you, darling. You're very welcome. Okay, hop in the car, Chris. Oh, I'm, I'm already there. Because we are heading seven and a half hours due north of us to... La Crosse, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, (laughs) I would say take a flight, but for the same amount of time, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not willing to pay the crazy amount of money it would cost us to fly to La Crosse. Ridiculous. $1,500 for both of us to fly. $1,500 each or total? Both. For both. Total. Okay. For both of us to fly. Okay. $1,500. That is pretty steep to go to lacrosse. What is there something in lacrosse that I now, don't know? No, there was one with two connections that was 12 and a half hours, but You're kidding. No. But this this flight is four and a half by the time you get to the airport and you right. have to wait for your flight same and of then time. you fly and then yeah, yeah, same amount of time. So we're driving. But we got to add in all the potty breaks for you, so there's another 3 hours. That's okay. Um, we got to see the world's wa- largest ball of twine. Scenic. We're in Wisconsin, so there's cheese that we have to stop and see. Lots of it's stuff. It's a 14-hour drive. <laughs> well, you probably know this, but our neighbors don't. I have been to La Crosse before. You have. Twice times. La Crosse. The summer I was 12, and then again when I was 13, I went up with my friend Mara to visit her grandma who yes. lived there. Was there a house there that you liked Wait love? for it. Oh. So she's the grandma who taught me the three squeezes, holding hands, you squeeze three times, it means I love you. I know, so and we do that. We do. We've taught Aria our, how Aria to do it, it, our kids how to do it. Anybody who sees me on social media, I always put three, three hearts because it means all sorts of things, but mostly it means I love you. Yeah, and Sandy does it. Yeah. And Coco's like, derp. <laughs> 
Now, I don't remember much about my time in that town other than a very cool house that I promised myself I would live in one day. Oh, are we moving to La Crosse? I do have a pic of it somewhere. I think it's in my memory box. It is. I know exactly where it's at. Now, I do remember going to the Dells as well as stopping by Oshkosh Bagosh in Oshkosh. Oh, Wisconsin. look at you. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Going I to did the, not buy any overalls. The Mecca of Oshkosh. Mm-hmm. And I do remember, I'd have to ask Mara, but I do remember going, I think we saw Fourth of July fireworks because I remember the mayflies were everywhere yeah. to a point where I almost think we left early. Was there a lot of water up there? Yes, it's right on the Mississippi River. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, and the reason I asked that question is my grandfather ran Portage to Sioux. Mm-hmm. I was out there in the summertime, and constant mayflies. And then they come the out river. in other months besides May, friends. Oh, yeah, they're they're all summer <laughs> long. But, I mean, there's so many of them. Oh, and they're sticky. They, have sti- they yeah. stick to you. They're sticky feet. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't like them. No bueno. Mm-mm. So, you I- should see what they do to the docks. Because they get on the docks and then they die there. And then there's thousands of dead little mayfly bodies. Yeah. Well, it is a cute town and I'm excited to go back. So I found out there's actually a lot to do when we're there. So we can first get lost in the charming streets of downtown if you'd like. I would like that. Adorable shops, mouthwatering restaurants, beautiful 19th century architecture. Uh Uh-huh. Now, if it's nature we're after, we for sure want to visit Riverside Park or Pettibone Park. We can relax by the riverside, hop on a bike, take a leisurely stroll along the scenic trails. Bike and get mayflies in our teeth. (laughs) Mm. Pettibone Park is perfect for fishing, boating, water sports enthusiasts. But if it's more outdoors we seek, we can actually take a river cruise or we can rent some kayaks or paddle boards. And of course, we can for sure hike more at the La Crosse River State Trail if you're into that. Let's go. So for an awe-inspiring panorama, afterwards we can head to Granddad Bluff, where the view from 600 feet up is simply breathtaking. Mm, I like that. Now, if you want peace and tranquility, which I, I know do. you absolutely strive Serenity for. Serenity now. My husband, who never makes a sound. Serenity now. We can go to Riverside International Friendship Gardens. Doesn't that just sound peaceful and tranquil? It sounds like a retirement home. <laughs> Each garden represents a different culture, creating a serene and culturally diverse experience. For retirees. <laughs> I think we do have a friendship garden. We do. We have a friendship village. <laughs> oh, friendship village. Yeah. But it sounds like it we should be. We have a be. Delmar Gardens. Yes. And a friend for you. Put the, the two, two together. Married together. <laughs> when, when a mommy. <laughs> when a mommy retirement home loves a daddy retirement home very much, or maybe a mommy, or, or a daddy and dad. It doesn't matter. That's right. We're not here to judge retirement homes. <laughs> so you're into history, which means we'll for sure want to visit the La Crosse County Historical Society. And because we both love art, we'll want to go from there to visit the Pump House Regional Arts Center, which offers rotating exhibits throughout the year and performances. Pump House? The pump house. Like a water pump house? Pump house. I'm mm-hmm. guessing they converted? Sure. That's cool. All right. Now, from there, you can drop me off at the local coffee shop while I hang out. Uh, so you can go indulge yourself at the automotive nostalgia of the Dahl Auto Museum. Oh, really? Yeah. Not my thing. N- well, uh, not- Vintage cars. Not super my thing either. Oh, really? No. I thought you loved that kind of stuff. I mean, I like it, but it's not something I would like leave you at a coffee. Hey, hold it. Choice, that place <laughs> or coffee, coffee. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Dahl Auto Museum. But yeah. anybody else who's interested, D-A-H-L. The only yeah. classic cars yeah, I really like are Thunderbirds. Yeah. Yeah, so. So I'm, sur- I'm sure we'll be famished from all the sightseeing, so let's plan to treat our taste buds to the local cuisine of lacrosse. Oh, cheese, cheese, and more cheese. From farm to table dishes to classic Wisconsin favorites like cheese curds. Uh, excuse me, sir. Would you like some cheese on your cheese? Bratwurst and craft beer. We'll find Say a when. place to feast for sure. Say when. Squeaky cheese. Squeaky <laughs> That's cheese curds. Cheese curds. Yes. Yas or you betcha. Yas or you betcha. <laughs> and Lacrosse knows how to throw a party. Let's join the excitement Do for they? <laughs> Oktoberfest, Riverfest. FYI, I think that's where the Mayflies were. And uh, other festivals that showcase the city's lively spirit and cultural heritage. Doesn't like every town have Oktoberfest, though? I think so. I mean, well, I would imagine that Wisconsin probably does it up 
pretty I mean beer big beer and cheese cheese right so a lot of later hosen more cheese lots of later hosen that's right yeah well from our story today yes we will be in lacrosse but we have to take a trip first back into the way back machine ooh so the year was 2012 Is jennifer it? living Hold on. that's way back to you it's <laughs> 11 years ago uh, okay I didn't say the way, way back. Not the way back. The way back. The way back. Got it. So, I mean, like, if we go to visit lacrosse, we're, it's not like a lot of stories we've been telling lately that are from this year or last Right. I mean, year. if we go back to 2012, there's probably not even indoor plumbing. <laughs> we need to think about, as you are listening to the story, think about the world in 2012 versus the world now. Cell phones were smaller. So Jennifer Livingston, yes. a beloved news anchor at WKBT-TV in La Crosse, was thrust into the spotlight, mm -hmm. and not by choice. Okay. She received an anonymous email that directly targeted her and questioned her ability to serve as a role model. Mm. The email's harsh words struck a chord with Jennifer, and as opposed to ignoring it or taking on those hate-filled words and allowing them to defeat her, wearing them as her own, she instead decided to take a bold stand and respond with courage and grace, using the incident as an opportunity to shed light on cyberbullying. Aha! She didn't just hit reply and respond to the hateful email in writing, though, nope, she went live on air during mm. one of her newscasts Gutsy. with her response. <gasps> In an emotional yet composed segment, she bravely confronted the email and emailer, acknowledging the impact it had on her and condemning cyberbullying, encouraging others to do the same. Her powerful words highlighted the importance of resilience in the face of adversity and set the stage for a ripple effect no one was expecting that day. Hmm. As cameras pointed at her with the red recording light on, with unwavering determination and extreme poise, Jennifer started to speak. I want to take a moment to address a situation that has become a talking point in this community over the past weekend, especially on Facebook, that centers around me. On Friday, I received the following email from a lacrosse man with the subject line, Community Responsibility, and it reads as follows. Hi, Jennifer. It's unusual I see your morning show, but I did so for a very short time today. I was surprised indeed to witness that your physical condition hasn't improved for many years. Surely you don't consider yourself a suitable example for this community's young people, girls in particular. Obesity is one of the worst choices a person can make and one of the most dangerous habits to maintain. I leave you this note hoping that you'll reconsider your responsibility as a local public personality to present and promote a healthy lifestyle. Now, those of us in the media, we get a healthy dose of critiques from our viewers throughout the year and realize that it comes with having a job in the public eye. But this email was more than that. While I tried my best to laugh it off the very hurtful attack on my appearance, my colleagues could not do the same especially my husband, our six and 10 anchor, Mike Thompson. Mike posted this email on his WKBT Facebook page and what happened next has truly been inspiring. Hundreds and hundreds of people have taken the time out of their daily life to not only lift my spirits, but to take a stand that attacks like this are not okay. Mm. Now we're going to have more on that in just a second, but first, the truth is, I am overweight. You could call me fat, and yes, even obese on a doctor's chart. But to the person who wrote that letter, do you think I don't know that? That your cruel words are pointing out something that I don't see? You don't know me. You are not a friend of mine. You are not a part of my family, and you have admitted that you don't watch this show, so you know nothing about me but what you see on the outside. And I am much more than a number on a scale. And here is what I want all of us to learn something from this. If you didn't already know, October is National Anti-Bullying Month. 
And this is a problem that is growing every day in our schools and on the internet. It is a major issue in the lives of young people today, and as the mother of three young girls, it scares me to death. Now I am a grown woman, and luckily for me, I have very thick skin, literally, as that email pointed out, and otherwise. And that man's words mean nothing to me. But what really angers me about this is that there are children who don't know better, who get emails as critical as the one I received, or in many cases, even worse each and every day. The internet has become a weapon, our schools have become a battleground, and this behavior is learned. It is passed down from people like the man who wrote me that email. If you are at home and you are talking about the fat news lady, guess what? Your children are probably going to school and call someone fat. We need to teach our children how to be kind and not critical. We need to do that by example. So many of you have come to my defense over the past four days. I am literally overwhelmed by your words. To my colleagues and my friends from today and from years ago, my family, my amazing husband, and so many of you out there, I will probably never have the opportunity to meet. I will never be able to thank you enough for your words of support and for taking a stand against this bully. We are better than that email. We are better than the bullies that would try to take us down. And I leave you with this. To all of the children out there who feel lost, who are struggling with your weight, with the color of your skin, your sexual preference, your disability, even the acne on your face, listen to me right now. Do not let your self-worth be defined by bullies. Learn from my experience that your that the cruel words of one are nothing compared to the shouts of many. Now, Jennifer only had three people in mind when she spoke to her bully that day. I did it for my girls, she said in an interview, because I don't ever want them to allow someone to try to define who they are. That's the beauty about self-worth. It's yours. I hope that my girls grow up confident in who they are and are proud of who they are. She knew she had gotten her message across the way she wanted to. In a later interview, Jennifer called the entire experience terrifying. And that was when she thought that only her own community would see it. Mm. Almost immediately after Jennifer's courageous response, an outpouring of support flooded from viewers, colleagues, and individuals who ex- had experienced similar instances of cyberbullying. Requests started to come in from all over the country and later the world asking for her comments and for interviews. And Jennifer's response resonated with people literally on all parts of the planet. Her unwavering strength and willingness to confront the issue on a public platform earned her widespread admiration and support from people who face similar forms of cyberbullying. People were moved by her strength and applauded her for bringing to attention the pervasive issue of body shaming. Yeah. The overwhelming support bolstered Jennifer's resolve and reinforced the importance of her message. Now, as I shared, the media caught uh, wind of this story quickly, turning Jennifer into a symbol of resilience and empowerment. Media outlets and talk shows were eager to interview her and give her a platform to share her experience and insights. And she appeared on the Ellen DeGeneres show, Good Morning America, where she didn't hold back at all, discussing the impact of cyberbullying and the significance of body positivity. Jennifer used these platforms to spread awareness and reach a broader audience. And she sparked these crucial conversations across the globe. I'm so glad I didn't know ahead of time the impact it would have had, or I'm not sure I would have been able to get through it, Jennifer said. I bet. I bet. Never done anything like that before. Now, Jennifer's four-minute and 21-second video garnered more than 10 million views on YouTube very, very quickly. She said figuring... That's a lot for 2012. That is huge. That's huge. She said figuring out how to fulfill all the interview requests while taking care of her daughters was extremely stressful. But she wouldn't change a thing. It really helped launch a very serious and important conversation, not only in this country, but around the globe, she shared in another interview. We need to address this problem head on. Cruelty at any level should not be accepted. We all have to find our voice. And just to reiterate what she said at the end of her, of her, um, of her newscast, of her talk, the cruel words of one are nothing compared to the shouts of many. 
And here she went on to say, I can't change everyone, but I can change some. So before, I know that was a lot of like heavy it's pretty stuff. pretty intense, yeah. yeah. Um, but I do want to talk about bullying for a second, of course, cyberbullying specifically. Well, first and foremost, thank you for sharing that. Um, number two, that guy's a huge jerk. I mean. And. Anonymous. Too. Of course. Jeez. I, I got to tell you, it's really funny. Um, recently had an experience with someone coming on to a post that I had made mm-hmm. about someone else's business yeah. and saying some very defaming things about those people. Yeah. Um, using your platform. Using my, my post yeah. to be defaming to the people I was posting about. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is... They did it anonymously because they did it on a platform where you don't have to disclose your name, yeah. and that would be TikTok. Mm-hmm. TikTok, you can be very anonymous oh, on TikTok. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, well, TikTok assigns you, like, usernames. Well, you right, know? and yeah. you make one up as well, and yeah. it can be anything silly. But the the funny thing is the person who was defaming this this other person, uh, when I talked to uh, when I talked to them and said, hey, this is what someone posted, they were like, I know who that, that is exactly because yeah. they've done that on other things uh, in other ways. But they tried to be anonymous, and they didn't do it on the other platforms. They didn't do it on Facebook, didn't do it on Instagram, didn't do it you know, where they would have to disclose themselves mm-hmm. because they're super weak and tiny individuals right. who have to hide behind a keyboard. Yeah. If you don't have something good to say, Say nothing at all. And it's infuriating to me. I have to be honest. It's infuriating to me when I see people go on and bash people online. Mm -hmm. uh, Because, again, they're far away from them. They're hiding behind their keyboard. They have Mm -hmm. no guts, none whatsoever. They would never say those things to a person to their face. No, right. For sure. Uh, they would never do that. Yeah, thirty years ago, you were talking to people's face, you right. know, and they would they would never do it. They never say with. it to their face because they're just weak people. Yeah, and it's usually because they're butt hurt because of their life. Oh yeah, I mean it could you be know? anything. I know I know this about bullies. The reason people are bullies is because they're so incredibly insecure. Mm-hmm. They're tiny, tiny people. I don't even like the excuse. Well, they were bullied themselves. No. Nope. <laughs> Nice try. <laughs> At some point, you have to take responsibility for your own life. At all yeah, points, yeah. you have to take responsibility for your own life. Right. And to sit there and say, well, they were bullied themselves. And in this case, this guy, who obviously is holier than thou, here's the deal. Someone else's weight is never something that you should point out or pick upon. Mm-hmm. If you don't, especially if you don't know them. Now, if you would love that person and you're very concerned about their health, you can have a positive conversation about right. it. But you can't come at them like this jerk did. Is that unbelievable? Furthermore, furthermore, I loved her response. Do you think I don't know? Right. I mean, she's very aware of her own body and her own physicality. And she's also probably not happy herself uh, in, in that and that's up to her. Right. That is her decision to make. Right. You know, we've recently gone through a weight transformation, you and I have. Yeah. And in doing this weight transformation, we have never, and I do mean never, said to other people, well, you could do it too. Mm-mm. Or you should do it no. too. Or this gosh. is why you need to do no. it. No. People have asked us how we've done it. People have asked us what we what we were doing because obviously our physiology has changed completely. Our mm-hmm. physical look has changed dramatically from where we were before. Right. But both of us did it for a very personal reason that was personal to us. Yeah. And not, it was at the time that we thought we needed to do it. Well, not here's the funny thing: of anybody your reason was personal to you, yeah. and my reason was personal to me. Right. And both of them are not the same. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, neither of us are responsible for each other's bodies. Right. You know, and it's never my place to shame you, your place to shame me. None of that stuff. Yeah. I, I have a I have a saying: I am 100 percent responsible for my own health and my own healing. Mm-hmm. And to think that some guy who admittedly just clicked on it in the morning 
That's and, what she said. Like, you and, don't even watch this show. And he, yeah. he And that's barely, usually how it is. Yeah. You know, so if you go on social media right now, you will see people trolling and doing different things. Right. And it's usually somebody that's not even a fan of your page. Mm-hmm. And that's what I get. I usually get people that, that say horrible comments on some of my posts, and they they don't even follow me. They just happened upon it by accident, and they right. figured, oh, you know what? This guy needs my opinion. I don't need your opinion. <laughs> I think it's really important that people hear this and they hear it really clearly. Yeah. Nobody needs your opinion. Especially if you don't know them or you've, I mean, really. Nobody needs your opinion. Unless Uh, unless somebody asks you specifically. I'd love your opinion on this. Exactly. But that's where, once again, common courtesy courtesy manners but this was 11 years ago don't forget so right. think about where we are today versus where we were back then well so. the funny thing and I'll, I'll, I'll one more thing and i'll get off this because i know you have you got your own soapbox i, I told box. you i told you cyberbullying still occurs probably even more so today oh for sure because these people have been getting away with it for so long mm-hmm. that they figure oh, hey I, I got away with it before i'll keep getting away with it right there's no consequences The reality is that there should be major consequences, especially for anybody who causes someone else to damage themselves, hurt themselves, those kinds of things. But I'm going to get off this. I know you got a lot of stuff to go over. (laughs) I I am passionate about this for a myriad of reasons. Right. Well, and that's why we're bringing it – we're bringing it to the forefront because okay. it's not talked about and it is everywhere. It is, it is probably even more so today, 11 years later after the story occurred, more pervasive than ever. Yeah. You know, and as we all spend more and more time on our phones and computers, it's becoming more and more evident that we must come together as a society to work to make the interwebs a safer place that combats cyberbullying, promotes respect, empathy, and kindness. And not just for us neighbors, as adults, but for our kids. And it's not just for our kids here and now, but for their future and their future kids as well. Because cyberbullying can be super hurtful, have serious consequences. It's been proven to make people feel depressed, angry, sad, anxious, and can drastically affect their self-esteem in a negative way. But because it's easy to hide behind screens, cyberbullying can spread quickly, making it even more important to tackle the problem head on. Yeah. Now, I've spent a ton of time researching this. So over the next couple of minutes, I am going to share some statistics on why it's crucial for us to stand up against these cyberbulliers and some things that we can do about it. Okay, good. So good. statistics first. According okay. to the National Center for Education Statistics, in the United States, approximately 20% of students age 12 to 18, reported being bullied electronically, cyberbullying, yeah. during the ni- 2019-2020 school year. you got to be kidding. Like the, the worst year ever. Tw- 19 into 20, yeah. 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 20% reported. Right. Now, research indicates that adolescents and teenagers are more likely to experience cyberbullying. A study by Patchen and Hinduja found that 37% of middle school and high school students in the U.S. reported being targeted by cyberbullying at least once throughout the course of those um, six years. Well, I can believe it. Yeah. But personally, I think those statistics are low. So listen to this one. They probably are low. A survey conducted by UNICEF revealed that approximately one in three young internet users worldwide have experienced online threats or harassment. I believe it. That seems like a more realistic number to me. Based upon my limited exposure as an adult, Mm -hmm. seeing things that people post on other people's posts and using my platform, which some have done, Mm -hmm. I, I see that. One person comes on and makes a, a, a horrible comment, and then people pile on. Yeah. Victims of cyberbullying often experience negative emotional and psychological effects. According to a study published by the Journal of Adolescent Health, individuals who are cyberbullied are more likely to experience depression, anxiety, loneliness, and lower self esteem, like I just shared. Yeah. The most common forms of cyberbullying include sending hurtful or threatening messages, 63.5%, spreading rumors online, 59.4%, and posting or sharing humiliating content, 49.3%, according to the Cyberbullying Research Center. I saw something recently about people that have been turned into memes. Yeah. You know? And, And 
the funny thing is these people that have been turned into memes that they interviewed were all like, oh, it hasn't affected me at all. You know, it hasn't affected me at all. But really? Well, that's just it. You can almost see in their eyes that they're they are affected by the fact that they're now yeah, a joke. Nobody they're asked, a running joke. Nobody that, asked right. for that. Yeah. You know, well, we did the one. I did the podcast on right. on the one who's using it for good. For he good. found a way right. to use it for good. But there's a lot of them that aren't for good. Yeah. And, you know, the fact of the matter is that's hurtful. Mm-hmm. But people look at things and they're like, oh, this is funny. I'll make fun of this. Uh, and what's the harm? Well, the harm is. You don't think about the There's recipient. Re- it's a real person. There's a real person yeah. involved. Research indicates that girls are more likely to experience cyberbullying uh, than I boys. However, boys are more likely to engage in cyberbullying behaviors that, that involve too. harassments and threats. Yep. Most instances of cyberbullying involve bystanders who witness the harassment but choose not to intervene. Yeah. According to a survey by Pew Research Center, 90% of teens who have witnessed cyberbullying say they ignored it, while only 10% tried to help the victim. I believe that's even higher than the ignoring side. If you see something, say something, friends. Come on, we got to teach our kids. Well, they don't want to be ridiculed themselves. Cyberbullying can significantly affect a student's academic performance. A study published in the Journal of School Violence found that students who experience cyberbullying often struggle with concentration, attendance, and overall academic achievement. Mm. Research suggests that a significant number of cyberbullying incidents go unreported. A study published in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health found that only, listen to this, Only 10 to 20% of victims reported cyberbullying incidences to a trusted adult. I believe that because they they don't want – here's the consequence. You kid uh, get cyberbullied. Now mom and dad take away your electronics mm-hmm. because they don't want you to have access to those people that are being mean to you. So you suffer because of someone else's actions. Yeah, you just right? slap it off, yeah. And, and so the kid's not going to say anything because they don't want to lose their access to the things that they enjoy. Well, and they lose their because, social status. I mean, there's a lot of Well, I'm just of saying that their parents would take away goes, their device because somebody's picking it. on them. Right. Right? Yeah. And if that's the case, then the kid has something to lose, so they're not going to say anything. Or even worse, they say something and now mom and dad get involved or a teacher gets involved and the bully comes at him even harder. Yeah. Well, and by then it's already – you know, onto a bajillion different other people too. It's well, spread like wild, I mean, wildfire. It, it does. Cyberbullying can have legal consequences depending on the severity and nature of the harassment. Many jurisdictions yeah. have enacted laws and addressed cyberbullying, including criminalizing certain types of behavior online, harassment, and providing legal uh, protection to victims. So I, you know, well, I'd like to say it's gotten it's gotten a whole lot better, but I don't even think that people can keep up with it. So, so now that I've shared some statistics, you get to let me get on my soapbox for oh, for a minute. Well, so I like it. I don't think that we are fully grasping as a human race the impact that cyberbullying is having on our society. Um, it can mess people up big time. And neighbors, please hear me. It is affecting our youth most of all. It is a big problem, and because teens are more likely to experience cyberbullying than adults, just know that it can do long-term damage to their mental health, and it's not easy to heal from. The consequences are serious, even deadly. A study published in 2022 found that adolescents who experience cyberbullying are more than four times as likely to report suicidal thoughts and attempts as those who did not. Hmm. Heartbreaking. We have to do better when it comes to educating our young people about what cyberbullying is and how to report it, and more so, how to combat it. It has to be taught in a way that our kids will listen and respond appropriately. We have to make it hit home. Schools, parents, communities, we need to teach our kids and our teens how to use technology the right way and how to understand the consequences of online harassment. We need to learn to be more understanding and treat others with respect online. Absolutely. We can help stop cyberbullying, but it's up to us to figure out how to get through to our children. And we, as parents and adults, need to have open lines of communications about it on an ongoing basis. Like the seriousness of this cannot be overlooked any longer. The problem is too big and ignoring it and hoping that it will go away isn't doing anyone any good. 
So talking openly about online experiences is the most important thing we can do to stop cyberbullying. If kids and teens feel comfortable talking to adults they trust, it's easier to spot signs of cyberbullying early on. So having a strong support network and safe ways to report incidences means that victims can get help quickly. Yeah, yeah. And those reporting systems have to work, exclamation mark, all capital letters. Oh, I got to tell you. No longer is it okay for kids or parents to report a cyberbullying situation to school districts or to police only to have them reply by throwing up their hands in the air like they don't have the answers or know what to do next. Nothing we can do. Unacceptable, not good enough. We as adults have to fight for harsher consequences for cyberbullies. And as parents, we need to hold our own children responsible if they are the ones doing the bullying. And if that doesn't happen, then we as a society need to make sure that the parents of those kids who are repeat offenders get held responsible instead. I like it. Let's go. As adults, we have to model good behavior. This starts in our homes. If you think that our kids don't see what we're doing, if you, our children are watching. It's hard. It's hard <laughs> to. Uh, it's hard to expect our kids to do right if we're not doing right. No, I agree. It's not hard to be kind and show empathy to others. Just those two actions alone will go a long way into preventing cyberbullying. We should think before we post or share things online, consider how it might hurt someone, and always treat others with respect. Our children are watching. They watch what we do. They watch what we say. Small acts of kindness and support can make a big difference in creating a positive and inclusive online community. Now, being responsible online is super important in the fight against cyberbullying. We should respect people's private privacy, use technology wisely, and stand up against any cyberbullying we see as it's happening. By encouraging positive interactions and supporting those we choose to interact with, we can push back against the negative behavior online. And again, we must model this behavior and talk to our children about this too. Yeah, And we cannot fight this fight alone. Fighting cyberbullying is a team effort. Schools, parents, community groups, tech companies, policymakers all need to work together. And by joining forces, we can come up with good plans, set up easy ways to report cyberbullying, and create rules to keep everyone safe in this new digital world. Mm. So when people face cyberbullying, they need support to heal and recover. So having helplines, counseling services, and online support groups that are easy to access can provide victims with a safe space to get help. Giving people the tools and the resources they need empowers them to handle cyberbullying like a champs, like like Jennifer. Yeah. There are numerous resources online like stopbullying.gov and nonprofits such as stompoutbullying.org, endcyberbullying.org, and the Cyber Smile Foundation, which you can find at cybersmile.org, just to name a few. Please get involved and learn more, especially if you have children at home. And I don't care what age. The conversation needs to start before they get on any devices. Well, it, kids are as young as five and six on a device already. Right. So preach, and, sister, and preach. They, and again, they're watching what we say about others. So if we're right. out there constantly bashing other people, judging people, and like she said when she was doing her newscast, like <laughs> if you're sitting there calling the news lady fat, then yeah. what do they hear? Then they're going to school and they're well, calling somebody else fat. I mean, it can be uh, – there's so many ways that we as adults can influence kids. Right. Okay. Whether it's your political beliefs, your moral moral beliefs, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I get it that you have the right to have those beliefs, and I honor that you that you have your beliefs. It's the way you express them. You can have beliefs and not be unkind. Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've gotten to a point in society where it's okay to call people names. It's okay to call people out if you don't agree with them. I'm watching something happen right now with a friend of mine who posted something and people don't agree with what this person posted. And the comments are unbelievable. And they're coming from adults. Right. They're not coming from kids. Oh, right. They, these aren't children that are responding to this. Mm-hmm. 
and it has absolutely it's one of the most insignificant things that you could possibly imagine yet these people all are tearing this person well, apart it's the bandwagon aspect because it's, of it, the, yeah. it's his opinion and their opinion and they don't agree with his opinion the funny thing is the people that probably do agree with his opinion crickets yeah not saying a word like you talked about earlier right. witnessing it but doing nothing mm-hmm. because as soon as you do something it's turned on you right and it, it is a it's a cancer to our society. I don't. I'm going to say it. Yeah. It is a cancer to our society to to believe that you can say or do anything you want just because you have the freedom to do so. Mm-hmm. What's the old saying? Just because you can doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you, you should. should. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking yeah. to see what people do. Now, can you imagine if you were a teenager right. or a young child that doesn't have the coping going through mechanisms? This. Right. Right. Yeah, because I can sit there and say other people's opinions are none of my business. You know, I can I have the wherewithal. I know myself well enough to right. not to you know like quack quack off a duck's back. Well, look at but, all the all the people that are are talking heads or influential, and they say you know I just ignore the haters that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easy for somebody who's got that emotional intelligence to be able to do that, but somebody who's young and is still trying to find their way to their emotional intelligence, right. their their strength. So young. To be torn apart by this because of their body or the way that they look or the things that they say or the way that they act or the way that they dance or whatever it might be, the clothes that they wear. I mean, it's horrific. It used to be, and I'm going to just, again, old guy here. You'd get bullied when you were in grade school when I was a kid. Somebody would be bullying somebody. And maybe they'd pick on somebody because of their shoes or they'd pick on somebody because of their dress or they'd pick on somebody. But that was a group of 20 to 25 kids at the most were exposed to it. Right. And it would only last today. It would only last yes. until the next kid came to school with the next the thing pair that of the shoes. Other person was right. Going to and pick then on. it right. would then they'd be done with it. But right. now everything on the internet lives forever. 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 And something we tried to explain to our kids. The minute you post something, it's out there forever. Yeah. There's no getting away from it. And if you want to be known as the person who's a jerk that writes emails like this guy, you know, go for it, but know that you're going to have a very, very unhappy life. Well, and as parents, again, we have to be very aware of what we're doing, how we're speaking, what we're posting. And then we also need to make sure that we're having, again, those open lines of communication with our kids. Hate is a learned behavior. Yeah. It's a learned behavior. So where did the kid learn it? More than likely I learned from mom and dad. Yeah. So... So to wrap up my soapbox, stopping cyberbullying is something we all need to take a lot more seriously. I agree. By learning, uh, being kind, being responsible, working together, we can create an interwebs that's safe for everyone. And I'd, I'd love to see us stand up against cyberbullying, using technology wisely and building an online community where respect, empathy, and inclusion are the norm. Okay. Back to our hero. Well, before you do that. <laughs> Back to the, the good. Yeah. I, I do want to say that I do believe, I have hope that we can be good. Uh, I just think I that- I think the worse we get, the more people want to- Yes. I hope. I think there's a pendulum swing. There has to be. There has to be a, a place be for a discourse swing. in society, polite discourse. And there has to be a place where people realize that Every opinion and thought that you have that comes through your head does not need to be spewed out. Yeah. I don't know it if that's going to end anytime soon. But so. we'll just combat it by uh, doing a lot of really, really good, good things. Be the example. Yeah. Right. So Jennifer's response to the hateful email was not just a fleeting act. What she went through, while hurtful and beyond inappropriate, became a catalyst for change, prompting discussions on body image, online behavior, and the responsibility of media. Recognizing the importance of keeping the conversation going, Jennifer became an advocate for body positivity and resilience, leveraging her newfound platform to raise awareness about bullying and its consequences. She purposefully chose to spend her time speaking at conferences and events centered around mental health, bullying prevention, and self-acceptance, working to shed light on the impact of this negative online behavior. 
So quoting Jennifer from a talk she gave at a conference, she emphasized, we need to change the conversation to be kinder, more supportive, and help build each other up rather than tearing each other down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in case you've ever doubted it, I'm here to tell you once again that one person can make a big change in this world, a good change. Jennifer's efforts had a ripple effect. Her taking a stand against her bully by being vocal sparked conversations, like I said, around the world about body image, social societal expectations, and the media's role in shaping perceptions. So people from all walks of life were moved by Jennifer's courage and rallied behind her cause. Through her actions, Jennifer inspired others to take action against bullying. And in response, she stated in an interview that the outpouring of support is overwhelming, not just for me, but for anyone who's ever been bullied. She dedicated herself to promoting body positivity and mental health, using her platform to challenge societal norms and empower individuals to take a stand of their own. She initiated community-driven campaigns and collaborated with organizations dedicated to combating bullying and fostering healthy self-esteem among young people. She actively supported campaigns such such as Love Your Body Week and Be Kind Online, encouraging individuals to celebrate their unique qualities and reject harmful body standards. By sharing her own journey and vulnerability, she inspired others to embrace self-acceptance and love themselves as they are. Her tireless efforts demonstrated the power of turning personal adversity into a force for positive change. But she didn't stop there. Jennifer then started advocating for stricter policies against online harassment, urging social media platforms and legislators to take action. She's even participated in discussions with lawmakers and joined forces with organizations that seek to create safer digital spaces for all users. And because of what happened to her, she knew just how important it was to work with those who have been bullied. She chose to mentor young people directly affected by bullying. Gotcha. She offered guidance and support, encouraging them to find their voices and to stand up against mistreatment. And while no one, and I do mean no one, should ever have to go through what Jennifer went through, I hope her story serves as an inspirational example of how one person's response to hate can ignite meaningful change. By confronting cyberbullying head-on and using her platform to promote body positivity, she inspired countless individuals to stand up and stand against. And I hope Jennifer's unwavering resilience continues to inspire others to overcome adversity for years and years to come. Amen. Her story sparked important conversations, conversations we still need to be having today, now more than ever. Now, as we navigate an increasingly digital world, let her journey remind us of the significance of standing up against cyberbullying, embracing diversity, and promoting empathy and acceptance. Jennifer Livingston's impact is a testament to the lasting change that can arise from challenging experiences, which inspires all of us to be advocates for positivity and kindness, reminding all of us the power that we possess to actually make a difference. Mm -hmm. Now, her journey has been a brave one. And while it may seem like an uphill battle, especially 11 years later, I think we can all take what we've learned here today and do our part to make this digital world a safer, more amazing place. And if you are being cyberbullied or have been bullied in the past, there is help out there. There are people who will listen and do whatever it takes to stand with you against your bully. You are not alone. Let Jennifer be your guide. Allow her actions and reactions to be your beacon of hope. Bravo. I mean, thank you for bringing this to the good all around us. I believe that even though we're obviously both very passionate about this. There is good in this story. And the good in this story is that Jennifer was able to change multitudes of lives right? because she stood up. Yeah. And I think that's what we have to do. Mm -hmm. I've shared this probably before with some of the neighbors and those are some people that we know, but our daughter was cyberbullied. Right. And the school did absolutely nothing. Right made every excuse that they could. 
The police did absolutely nothing. Right. Made every excuse that they could. Well, they well, they basically said that the amount of reports that they have coming in to the one person who handles all of them yes. just couldn't keep up. It was overwhelming. Yeah. So there that and ours this was wasn't a priority. Nine years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I I do believe and Ten I hope ago. that they've come further. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in addressing that on both a school level and a judicial level. Um, and I love what you said earlier, that the parents should be held responsible. Mm-hmm. If your kid does this, I mean, they should, the parents need to have some culpability. Mm-hmm. It'll stop things. Right. You hit people in the wallet, you'll start stopping things. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is we watched our daughter go through this, and the feeling of hopelessness – in that situation helplessness. and helplessness mm-hmm. in that situation was immense. Yeah. So I can only, again, imagine that a kid, a younger kid going through this, mm-hmm. or maybe even an adult who is not emotionally stable or is, I mean, it could be, it, it could, could be, be anyone because it can affect everybody. Right. You know, there's not one person out there who, gets a hater online and then is just like, yeah, no big deal. Ha ha ha. You know, it, it, it hits you. It hits you indeed. Yeah. And I just think we need to keep other people and especially other people's weight or the way they look out of our mouths. It does not even need to be a topic of conversation. We shouldn't refer to people by the way that they look. We shouldn't describe people to our children based on looks. Uh, Call them by name, friends, or don't call them at all. I completely agree with you on that. I mean... I am not an adjective. No, nobody is. (laughs) And... Unless I, it's the I am statements I have given myself. Right. No, <laughs> the see, empowering different. ones. Uh, the idea of body shaming to me is just flabbergasting. Yeah. Oops. Uh, oh, um, because, again, you you haven't walked an inch in that person's shoes. Yeah. You have no idea what they're going through. And, and here's something that we've learned uh, on our journey um, – and what we've gone through, there is a lot more emotion tied to food than anything else. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in order to change some of those things, you have to work really hard internally. It's not just about what you're putting in your mouth. It's the habits. It's the things that cause you to do certain things. It's the autumn, what is it called? Automaticity. Automaticity of of grazing and doing this that you don't even realize. And all of it is based upon something that you're dealing with typically internally. Right. So making fun of somebody because they're overweight or maybe even making fun of somebody because they're too thin. Yeah. I've actually gotten oh, more comments gotten now more that I've that. lost weight. Right. I'm like, Oh, I have people tell me all the time, you're not going to lose any more weight. Are you? Oh, you're so skinny. Like, where'd you you're go? Too skinny. Yeah. Too skinny. I'm like, where were your comments when I was 240 pounds? They they weren't there, but now you get you have a free right to talk to me about your thoughts on my yeah <laughs> now, on my body now that I've lost 90 pounds. You know, it's that, fascinating. It is very fascinating. Yeah, and I mean, good for her on standing up to this. Yeah. It reminds me and kind of. Do you remember the story of Michelle Lee? Here in St. Louis. Well, let me let me say something very very quickly, and then I'll let you get to that. Yeah. So I saw this, and I do think TikTok has done a good job with this body positivity movement that we're seeing. We it is more of a conversation now. Yeah. Just speaking about that specifically, but I saw this video, which I had never heard this story. Didn't even know who Jennifer Livingston was, but a friend of mine, Janet Goble. Thank you, Janet. She's a listener. Um, she had posted. The video, this the video of the transcript that I read out loud okay. on her page. Yeah. And I had a different story in mind for this week. And then I saw that and I'm like, oh, this needs to be told. And I thought it was a recent story. And so then when I found that it was from 11 years ago, yeah. I'm like, good. I mean, I was so happy that this has now made its way back around into the TikTok verse because yeah. I think it's just going to again spark more conversation, do more good, and 
she, uh, Jennifer and her husband both just left the news station in 2022, and they're both doing different things now. But she is still a huge force for good Good. in the lacrosse area. I love it. A lot of it is based around mental health. Well, definitely a topic that everybody needs to talk about. Yeah. The reason I brought up Michelle Lee, she is a news anchor or she's a news uh, caster, I guess, here in St. Louis. I don't know if they call them anchors anymore. I'm not sure what their nomenclature is. But she is Korean. And this happened, I want to say, at the end of 2021. Okay. She was talking about their their New Year's Day uh, celebration in her home, and part of it was eating dumplings, right? Okay. And some person decided to call into the news station and basically say, uh, how dare she talk about all of this? She's just being very Asian. And the hashtag was like hashtag very Asian that she, that, that jumped off of this Okay, because she stood up for it. And she's like, yeah, I am Asian. <laughs> I mean, Jeez. Uh, it was, it was a very racial, racially driven call right, that the person which is made. A lot that, yeah. But again, you're, Picking on something that someone can't change. Jeez, yeah. And because you don't like the fact that she's talking about eating dumplings, right. doesn't mean you have the right to bash her. Yeah. And it, Well, and as somebody who grew up being bullied on a constant basis by how I looked, I finally got to a point where I was old enough to stand up to my bully and say, why don't you pick on something I can control? Right. Like, I can't control the way that I look or certain features that I have about me. Right. So There's nothing you could do. It's pointless. Oh, I with red hair, I grew up with it too. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. Um, the fact of the matter is, there used to be something called decorum in our world <laughs> where you cared about other people more than your own opinion. Right. And now we've gotten to the point where, hey, everybody needs to hear my opinion. Well, and that's really where we as a society, those of us, especially who are listening to this podcast, because you are not the norm, friends. You're choosing to listen to good, good stories, stories about amazing yeah. people, real people doing fantastic things with Next their week, lives. we're talking about murder. <laughs> no, we're no. not. Well, we're trying to get up the charts. No, we're not, no. friends. We have the ability to come together, because together is amazing, and stand up for stand up for and against anything that we see online that really, and and honestly, just be a good role model. Spread more good in the world. Spread more good. For sure. Well, thank you for sharing that, Dee. It's a passionate, passionate subject for me. It's a powerful subject. And And then hearing her story. Yeah. I mean, of course, it hit home in a ton of ways. And the more I researched about it, I'm like, oh, I wish we could have, I wish she... I wish this wouldn't even be a topic of discussion today. Right. You know, 11 years later, again, I saw it and I thought it was for sure like a recent thing. And I'm like, okay, here we go. (laughs) Listen, the internet's an amazing tool um, and it can be used for good. It can be used for bad. Yeah. You know, anybody who's not seen The Social Dilemma yet, uh, you do need to watch that particular documentary and it'll reiterate a lot of the things we're talking about here. But the fact of the matter is, it can be used for good. Yeah, of course it can. And I would love to see the good overtake the bad. That would be great. Let's do it. So let's work together to do that. Thank you so much, neighbors, for listening to my rants. (laughs) And thank you, It was a very passion-filled, and I didn't cry. I didn't cry. No, you held it together. I did hold hold it together. How she held it together, and I will post the video in the good hood, how she held it together. I, I was just listening to her the first time I heard it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. How is she doing this? Yeah, that's strong. That's Um. strong. Well, if you enjoyed that story, neighbors, as much as I enjoyed it and uh, got involved in it, yikes. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's okay. I Uh, I knew we'd have a lot to talk about. You can go to that purple icon on your phone uh, and click on that. And uh, that is Apple Podcasts, Mm -hmm. by the way. Yeah. Yes. Very well done, Chris. Uh, And give us a a review. Five stars and then write a review. It helps us go up the charts, helps other people hear about the good. And uh, hopefully they'll get good in their pockets as well. If they're not an Apple user, what do they do, Deanna? Just go to thegoodallaroundus.com and click on the pod chaser icon. There you can do the same exact thing, only better because we're Androids. Oh, see? Bullying. <laughs> no, I'm No, that's facts. That's, that's ribbing. That is um, stating facts. Yeah. And again, <laughs> it's 
not a fact. We really need to work on facts. That is one thing. I mean, honestly, it's very interesting because a lot of people will state, well, this is a fact, and it is totally their opinion. Uh, well, it's yeah. like that. You need to learn what well, a fact is. Well, that's the other thing about the internet is you can find uh, anything. You can prove anything true. Well, <laughs> like a statistics class? Yeah, you can prove anything true. You can also, neighbors, jump in that uh, on the website, thegoodallaroundus.com, you can become a neighbor in our, our good hood, yeah. the Patreon, the support the the, uh, the podcast at the $1, the $5, the $10 level. Super We'd easy. appreciate and it. You get your uh, podcast a little early so you can hear it before everybody else because you you're indeed. super cool like that. Uh-huh. You can also subscribe, baby. Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. You'll get the good in your pocket every week automatically so you won't forget it. And Deanna's over here breaking things, so I guess we, <laughs> I guess it's time for us to go. Um, it is our joy, our mission to. I do want to say something really uh-oh, quickly. Oh, <laughs> I hope people are still listening. Oh, they're still listening. Okay. The only thing I want to say is, I know this podcast itself was very passion filled and heavy, heavy, it's a little heavier than a little usual heavy. For us. Yes. But I don't want to leave here without giving you a beacon of hope that things can and will get better yeah. if we work together to make it happen. I agree. So I just want want to know that I'm I'll be out here doing my part and I know that, you know, if you all will join with me, we can make this interwebs a safer and more beautiful place. Nice. Because it's our joy. Our mission to happy up your life. And we can't thank you enough for joining us this week and every week right here on The Good All Around Us. Bye, everybody. Have a good, good day.